0: Get online and order yours at getdeadly.com. It's coffee so good, (laughs) it's scary.
1: Greetings and welcome once again to another bonus episode of the Retro Reductible Cephalo Podcast. That is the only show that celebrates all the things that made growing up awesome. We are part of the Dorkening and Art Podcast Networks. And as always, we are brought to you tonight by Deadly Grounds. Coffee, coffee to die for. <laughs> That's, my <scary laughs> laugh. That's my scary laugh that became fabulous at the end. Uh, I am your host. My name is Parasite Steve, a.k.a. Steve Ann Sampson. And with me, as always, is one of my, one of my super cool uh, cohorts and, and a special guest. The, the first of those is uh, Mr. Ape at Alchemy. How are you today, sir?
2: Oh, I'm doing quite well. I am very excited to talk about what we're about to talk about. Aww. And I'm also very excited for our special guest, who oh, is yeah, not me, who is yeah. a unique individual <laughs> that is not me.
1: Not that you're <laughs> not special, but, uh, you know. <laughs>
2: right. Uh, I'm just not that special.
1: So, so this episode is uh, uh, an episode of the Crow's Nest, <laughs> and ha! Uh, and we will uh, we're just going to be waxing uh, philosophical or not at all uh, with our buddy, a uh, returning guest to the show, Old Man Wade from the Old Man Wade Show.
0: What's up, buddy? Uh, this episode is sponsored by Crescent Moons. Crescent Moons, built by Khonshu. <laughs> Phones.
2: Phones. right like one of those infomercials <laughs> or old educational <laughs> crescent
1: moons
2: apply directly to your foes eye sockets
1: <laughs> it, the moons it's uh it's up there just saying um yeah yeah so we just are here because we happened to be you know we don't we don't do a lot of reviews of recent stuff and we just felt like it and we had the crow's nest and we're like screw it we want to talk right. ab- we want to talk about moon night um this is the first time we've ever done like a reaction type you know episode to anything that's that's new um but you know i have so wade and i we have this relationship going way back where moon knight is kind of like one of the things we always talk about yep we're both fans and he's always said to me super cool like Pages of comics that have to do with Moon Knight and Messenger and, and different stuff. Because he, what I, most of my comic book reading is in the past, or I will pick up the odd, like, you know, collected graphic novel, mm-hmm. new or old. But Wade, this man, you, you, sir, you, sir, are a connoisseur. You are a constant reader of so much. And it, it just, you are absolutely one of like the most knowledgeable comic readers that I know. And it's awesome. I was I was a little nervous to, to hear what you thought about Moon Knight, because while we both love the character, you are just way more versed in him. And then we have Tim, 8-Bit Alkama, who, hi, hi, who you're just not really <laughs> that big of a comic book reader, certainly right. not that big of a Marvel reader. And right. I think you probably know the, sh- the character most because I like the character.
2: Right. And I mean, most of my interactions have been, you know, enjoying the character from a visual standpoint, liking playing as him in games. And then way back when, when you started to get the comics, I did read The Fall, but like the bottom or the bottom. But that that, you know, that story I thought was awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, And I kind of always wanted to. To keep reading it, but I just never have, and that's kind of my relationship with a lot of comics. Is you know, I I might read one here or there, I think they're awesome, but you know, my my attention span wavers, and I and I'm just you know doing whatever. Yeah. But um, I I loved you know Moon Knight as a character and just the uniqueness of his like situation, like mm-hmm. what you know what level of of you know kind of person he was, uh, which was something I was not used to at all in mm-hmm. like comics or Marvel comics, for that matter, like having this intense, like, you know, mental multiple personality, like that whole aspect definitely did not think that Marvel was going places, you know, in in that direction with characters Mm -hmm. at all.
1: Right. So let's, let's, uh, for those who aren't aware of who this character is, or maybe haven't seen the Disney Plus show, um, 8-Bit, since you're the least versed and Mark, uh, Wade, Mark, Wade, Wade, Mark. I try to say the fake names all the time. I always fail. Eh, eh. <laughs> uh, and Wade's going to definitely be the most first. So in like, you know, 30 words or less, who's Moon Knight 8-Bit? Who, who is this guy? And, le- and then uh, we'll, get, we'll get Wade's version of the answer.
2: Okay. Okay. Uh, so, so Moon Knight is a, an individual uh, who has, he, he is a, a man. He's a human man <laughs> he is. Uh, who has been uh, in contract with a Egyptian deity and has become an avatar to it. Um, but also has a deep, like, struggle with multiple personality disorder um, at all times, and has certain personalities that tap more into the Moon Knight stuff and are more of like this vigilante type. Seeking out, you know, justice for this this Egyptian god Khonshu. and then he has other personalities that are, you know, much more in that direction and much further from that direction, and so he kind of just has like a lot of different things going on with him. Um, but it, his life is, is constantly in in turmoil from his own brain and also this this kind of agreement that he has with uh, with Khonshu, which which sometimes things manifest as he just is obsessed with the moon. Um, but I feel like, you know, especially in the show and in the comics, it's it's very much this God whose iconography is the moon.
1: Mm.
0: So how, how did how did he do, Wade?
2: There was a lot that was said, and
0: it was funny because you said something that I know but wouldn't have spoken on, uh, which is about the contract that he has with this said God that they did highlight in the uh, in the show. The one thing that the show didn't do that a lot of people know about Moon Knight is he is absolutely a masochist. Like he's the joke, running joke with him is Moon Knight has never met a punch that he wouldn't rather take than dodge.
2: Oh. Okay, okay. So, just, like it a pain. He's into the yeah. M. Oh yeah. Uh <laughs> Oh, yeah. Whips
0: and, cha- oh, yeah. Whips, and cha- whips and chains excite him. Uh, they didn't <laughs> S- really get it. S- N- M- N- <laughs> knuckles
1: and elbows. It's all knuckles
0: and elbows, Ram.
2: All about that, Rihanna.
0: <laughs> the one part that they didn't really get into was just how violent he is, too. Mm-hmm. But if I had to just break it down in just a simple sentence, Moon Knight is a. He's, he's a vigilante that can thrive in causing people punishment Mm. he's a connoisseur like he's a connoisseur of pain like we all know what the punisher does and everything like that but the punisher isn't someone who's going to torture you unless he's trying to get information moon knight will just do it because you know get you (laughs) like (laughs) Like, because yeah exactly that's just who he is okay okay I will say, so
1: I didn't know it was to that extent that his, his masochism, sadomasochism, but um, I, I will say that there is, you know, 8-Bit mentioned the bottom and that is, uh, you know, of one of my favorite storylines with him too. And, uh, you know, David Finch is the artist. And he's a big, I'm such a big fan of David Finch and I do to this day, think he drew the best Moon Knight. Um, but he uh there's a scene in that in that book that i shared with you recently and i know it's never left your your mind either wade and uh it was one of the most graphic things i had ever seen in a comic book and maybe that's just because i'm not reading the right kind of comics um (laughs) but there is there is a scene where you know he's he's been essentially dogged by this uh this character who is his nemesis um Raul Bushman. Raul Bushman, and and Bushman is like mentioned briefly in the show, and it was it, it took them so long. Like a lot of us were kind of wondering if they were going to even use him, and I'm so glad that at least they mentioned it and they retained the origin where yes, it was Bushman that you know left him for dead and fucked him over and uh, caused him to to be under contract so to speak with Kanjou <laughs> the the god, um, but. <laughs> you know, Bushman's crazy. And, you know, the two of them are both crazy and they've, you know, hounded each other throughout the years or whatever. And this was kind of like, you know, th- this, the book starts like with them fighting almost it's very early and, or maybe it's issue two or something like that. It's pretty early in the story. And, and he catches it's up with, two. yeah, he catches up with Moon Knight again. And it's just like, okay, he does the one thing, you know, cause it's, it's said a lot that Moon Knight is Marvel's Batman. That is a very common thing to say. Mm-hmm. And that always kind of annoys me because, I mean, I know he has like themed gadgets. It's so, gadgets. Reductive.
2: It's so yeah, reductive. It is.
1: It, it, it is taking so much of what makes him unique and just throwing it out
2: the window. Not like Batman's mm-hmm. a bad thing to be compared to. Right. No, but, not at know, all. It, it, it just super feels like, yeah, but you're just smoothing over all yeah. of the, yeah. the intricacies, it's, you know? It's yeah. honestly,
0: it's lazy. It's, yes, it's, it's essentially it's because, lazy. like, he's got money. They've got money. Oh, so he's Batman. Yeah, no. right. he's got yeah. gadgets.
2: He's in the night. You know, he'll right. he'll he'll throw you a haymaker. It's like no one's
1: it's like... one dress is in black, one dress is in white. I mean, I don't know. It's it's just like. Silly. It, it's, and it, it's
2: lazy. Yes. Yeah, and
1: easy. everybody knows that criticism. There's so many people who have never read a Moon Knight comic book. They'll say that. They will say that with full confidence because they've heard it before.
2: And they're like, oh, he's
1: just Marvel's Batman. It's just a total ripoff. It's like, look, Black Cat and Catwoman exist. Okay. I get it. Like, there are characters that you can compare and you can be like, oh, God, this is just this version, this company's version of this character Thanos and Side. I mean, you know, on the surface, these characters seem similar but any of them if you're fans of you would you would probably disagree um you know so i think i think the show really played up a lot of what i thought separates them and sort of removed a lot of the stuff that makes them seem seem similar i can't speak, seem similar um and and so i think that if you just watched the show you'd be like wait a minute what why are you comparing to him to batman he's nothing like batman but um exactly. which i think is great but what i was gonna say is um uh one of the things that uh oh shit no i lost my train of thought son of a bitch
2: um off the rails derail all derailed. uh
1: <laughs> shit um oh i had a good point too um comparing them um, oh, yeah, oh yeah oh, yeah, oh, yeah yeah before that before it's like it's tangents on tangents that's my problem so no the the most like violent thing i'd ever seen in a comic book okay this is not something that Batman would ever do. That was my point. This is like perfect (laughs) example of this could never happen in a Batman comic book. Um, And so, you know, Moon Knight and Raul Bushman are having their, their millionth confrontation and they have this big knockdown drag out fight. Everything's great. And then Moon Knight like defeats him. He's unconscious. He's, he's standing over his bloody body and it looks like it's, he's done And then he looks up at the moon, and he looks back down, and he takes one of his moonerangs, if you want to call him that, and uh, he cuts off Bushman's face. (laughs) And then he holds it up, this bloody freaking piece of skin that used to be Bushman's face, and he holds it up at the moon, and he says, is this enough?
0: Oh, no, that's not even a heat of shells. Caught so so, what what? How did I get it wrong? He says, "Is this enough for you?" He just yelled out, "Conchu!" He just looked to the moon and just said, "Conchu!" It's like it's 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 insane. Like he, he's <laughs> he's so,
1: so freaking graphic. violent awesome. and so gorgeous No, I, so, I, so I just so add fun.
0: something off to that. Yes, please, please, to, so it. Makes that. Please, so another thing that made this is while they're actually having this conversation about everything. Oh, it's not right. So we're both right. His thought bubble said, is that enough? But he actually yells out, Concher. Gotcha. So uh, one of the things that I loved about this is as you're reading this, he's talking about how he knew this was going to be the last time they fought. Because he goes, "How?" Ma- he talks about how lazy he got. He goes, how many times do you have to fight somebody until they realize you're better than them? How yeah. many times do you have to fight them until they know that they can't win? Right, and then I'm reading, yeah. And then it's like, but Moon Knight was getting his Moon Knight was getting his ass whooped because he got lazy. He got content. And when it got down to it, he's like, okay, I'm not doing this ever again. This needs to stop now. And I think that when this was created, I think it was written by Reginald Hudler, I believe. And I think the reason this was looked like this is they were trying specifically to get rid of the trope that he is Batman. Mm. This, I feel like this was the last time anybody could ever say that because I'll be honest, I was guilty of that same kind of idea because the Moon Knight comics that I read, they they were they weren't consistent. I'd read one here, I'd read one there, but when they had the, I guess I guess the rebirth, if that's what you want to call it, of Moon Knight, it was him basically showing the world that this isn't the kind, this isn't the, the Moon Knight that everyone thinks. He's not that, mm-hmm, yeah.
3: mm-hmm. and then
0: starting that series with. How could you live your life like this? And then him going, "How can I live any other way?" I was like, "God damn, <laughs> <laughs> so looks-
1: badass, so badass." And and there's so much more in just in that one page. So actually, I, I sent you, I sent it to you eight bit um, over Messenger. You can look at this page. But so he holds it up, and then he says, he says, "Conchu," and then he's thinking. Blame he says is this enough Blame it all on that blame it on him The years your God Blame everything but yourself
0: So so
1: even Even in this Moment in this this (laughs) freaking Scene it's like he's Seemingly not a hundred Percent sure if country's real that's How that's how I read this and I really Felt like that was played Up in this run And that's how I Like it I like it better when you're not sure if conchu's real or if he's crazy now in the show obviously he's real and having said that i like it better the other way conchu is my favorite character of the show
0: (laughs) (laughs) one thousand percent
1: i literally loved what they did with conchu so much on the show so this is a really good example of this thing that i always say and I think it, it just, I, I'm going to say it here. I finally get to say it on a podcast. I I think I really try hard um, when viewing something that is an adaptation of something that I truly, truly love. Um, I try to separate what I want to happen with what I get. I think that a lot of fans, a lot of Star Wars fans especially, but a lot wow. of geek fans really get so caught up in what they wish happened, and it should have been this other way. And it sort of is like they can't enjoy it, period, because it's on principle now. It should have been right. this other way. That would have been so much better. So I hate it. It's garbage. It's a trash fire. It sucks. I hate it. It's a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that like I just actively try to not be that way. Um, that's not to say it always works. There are things that I I am very disappointed in uh, as adaptations. And I really, really hate, I mean, that a hundred percent happens. The dark tower movie was a piece of shit. Um, but you know, there's the
2: last airbender by M. Night Shyamalan piece, piece, B- of, big shit. piece of shit. Big big piece of right? Of it's shit. like, big you can't, you shit. can't, you can't enjoy that, but right. you know, that's not true of everything. Exactly.
1: And I, I, what I, I've, Try to analyze, like, why is it sometimes I can be okay with it and sometimes I can't, even when, when things are very different. And I think it really is important to me that the spirit of the original story and characters are intact in mm-hmm. certain degrees. Now, I think in the Disney Plus show, it was a very different tone show. It was more like the Moon Knight comics of the 80s. It wasn't It wasn't as dark as we were promised. It wasn't as dark as the bottom, certainly. um but I didn't expect it to be. It's on Disney Plus. Um, I think it was darker than a lot of stuff in the ways that it didn't pull punches with mental health, and I think that that it's, is, yeah,
2: which I think is like one of the most important, yeah, things. Because it's not that it was mature right. just because of graphic content. It's mature mm-hmm. because of subjects, and it's mature because of situations that, like you know, aren't often talked about, and plenty of people probably deal with to some different differing extents like that aspect of this character in this show I thought was super valuable and I Mm -hmm. thought that was yeah that was really really important to it right
1: so they changed a lot they changed I mean the whole thing with every personality gets their own suit that is so incredibly wrong and when it happened it was explained in episode two and I I loved it from 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 word, the word go. Like I, I was like, you know what? That really just is fun. That's a fun way to do mm-hmm. this. It doesn't change the version that I like better, which exists in the comics, which is what I I think it should be. Where Moon Knight is his own personality. You know, I think they made the Moon Knight personality that became Jake. You know, and the whole show is all about so many of the fans are wondering when Jake's going to show up and, 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 and realizing that Jake was, was the violent one the whole time. I, th- like, I feel like, but that, that's, that should be Moon Knight. That's Moon Knight. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, but, you know, and Mr. Knight should, should be very different than he is. Um, But Hey, I'm weighing, you know, like on the scales of Anubis, I'm, <laughs> I'm weighing like, <laughs> you know, the, the two hearts versus the feather, which, which is, can I balance this out? Can I be like, well, this is what I wanted. This is what I got. And I have to say, I love, I love what they did. Um, I had a lot of fun with it. I had, you know, I wouldn't say it's a perfect show, but I thoroughly loved it. And I, I will also say before handing it off to somebody else who can please talk. um, (laughs) I really, not since WandaVision have I been like as, like pained for the next episode, like dying for Wednesday to roll around so I can finally get the new episode. And, yeah. uh, and 8-Bit and I watched it together. It was pretty fun. We, he came over the house every week and, you know, we got, we got to watch the whole thing together with, um, with Stephanie or your, your fiance. And we, we had like so much fun. Um, And it really turned it into more of a, you know, an event, an which event. was neat, but like, so there's there's the dying for the next episode i can't even physically deal with it but there's also wow i watched every episode probably three times you know week to week so i was i was really like dissecting stuff and by the end of those six episodes i really felt like i was like an expert as to what happened in which episode Mm -hmm. to a level that i usually am not and like there's some plenty of shows I like that I watch. And I like, like I'm not going to be able to tell you what happened in what Bob's burgers episode versus another. I have no fucking clue. Like no idea. (laughs) Granted there's a million, but like, you know, but with this, at the end of it, it's like, wow, I literally could tell you, give me a scene. I will tell you when that happened and, and in what order. And I was like going back to certain scenes and like dissecting them and like, you know, just fast forwarding and rewinding. And like it, that rarely happens. It was very fun. And I think that there was a reason for it. I mean, it's not because it was a piece of shit show that I liked for no reason. You know, I mean, I think, it, I think they did a great job.
0: So right. uh, I, want, I want to hit on one thing you said, and I have an answer for it, where you discuss how like certain things you kind of look at the elements of them and why do you like this and accept certain throws that aren't like the, the source material while the other ones you do. I think it really depends on how well it's done. Mm -hmm. I I had I had to get over my disdain for Cyclops not being an original X-Men. And I'm glad I did because I enjoyed First Class. Had I not gotten over that disdain and said to myself, these are alternate reality comic book characters like a what if, then I wouldn't be able to enjoy things. But I also know how once upon a time I was like that angry nerd who wanted to and thankfully never did, like question a lot of stuff that happens online. I mean, I have questions about things that happen in the comics, excuse me, and in the movies. So I think depending on how it's done, that's why we as comic book fans or even fans of like adaptations of our favorite books and anime, I think we allow certain things to happen depending on how they're done. Did I like that Moon Knight wasn't as violent as he could have been? No, I wanted, I wanted an R-rated hardcore Moon Knight project. Mm -hmm. However, I was. I think I may have said this to Steve when when I was saying like I was not emotionally prepared for episode four, right? No episode episode five. I wasn't mostly prepared for that,
2: right? I wasn't. expecting yeah, that episode really... was unreal. You know. Yeah, yeah. It, and like I it, come
0: from a family that's like
2: I was verbally, verbally,
0: some physically and emotionally abused. So I'm watching this shit, and it was from my mother. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, man! No wonder you're messed up.
2: Yeah yeah and like i i've saw articles that were kind of complaining about like or or basically saying like the marvel universe is is ill-equipped to to house a show with like (coughs) as important and as like serious of themes as what moon knight tries to go for and i'm just like i don't really know what the hell that means you know it's like yeah okay so you're basically saying like you know marvel is just fluff and jokes and and goofy you know comic book fun um and, and thereby can't ever have characters that deal with heavy things, which is obviously horseshit to begin with, because if you're paying attention, all the Marvel movies have the various different levels of, you know, intensity and emotional, you know, mm-hmm. kind of things that they deal with. Right. It's just that Moon Knight really takes it to a very different level. Um, and, and you know, like you said, episode five was was just really, really above and beyond and and i think it's 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 really important because it did that because it didn't sugarcoat it you know it didn't allude to anything it didn't suggest things it, there was no reading between the lines it was like this is what fucking happened to him and and deal with it you know like you as the yeah. viewer like look at this don't don't look away from this right and i think that's really important because it's so easy to just brush aside the hard stuff to look at um you know like be, like being as big of a nerd as i am like i i'm an escapist like i don't like watching the news and shit i like you know comics and movies and video games and all that crap that let my brain kind of go to a happy place but i also think it's really important when those sources of entertainment do do force you to look at that stuff you know cuz it's like it's just it's too real you you know you have to you have to uh you know, pay attention to it and i thought that was that was just incredible yeah. and and i don't understand the, the the folks out there that just feel like uh, you know i don't know what they think this this was if this was just marvel trying to get serious or something like that but it, it feels silly it feels like a weak argument and yeah and it i it also, Oh, sorry
0: uh no go ahead Ryan. no sorry
2: I, didn't, I um i was just gonna say because
0: it's i think it comes down to the idea that it's still fun to make fun of comic books and people who read comic books and they go, mm. how can you read that little kid stuff? And I'm like, when was the last time you read a comic book? Right. Because most of the comic books that are popular are not built for kids. They're teen, they're teenage enough. And, and even those comic books that are teenage enough, there's a lot of things in it that may be too mature for a 14 mm-hmm. year old to read. Right. Yep. So I think that people can't get past that because, because of the, the Martin Scorsese's in the world who say that comic book movies aren't true cinema like you know what i mean it's, it's, shit, it's, it's, it's right. shit
2: like that right and it's like that's because that person has never picked up a comic book in their life and little do they know that a comic book uh in its full form in its full realized form is an illustrated form of a screenplay you know it can be mm-hmm. i mean you know with with some tweaks and some work and stuff like that it's like you can't just discredit a comic book as a picture book for kids you mm-hmm. know yeah there's pictures mm-hmm. in it but you know the 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 comics that separate themselves, you know, the incredible from just you know the average are the ones that elevate it with an amazing story and a lot of you know really good scenes mm-hmm. that you get to see um and take you all the way through right. it. So yeah, it's yeah. The, the discrediting of comic books as a medium yeah. and stuff. Right. A lot of
0: times I've cried during a comic book, I'm just like just because I get you get invested in these characters, So there's no difference between getting invested in the character on a TV show than it is in a movie and then it is nope. in a book and then it is in a comic book there
2: is right. no different right it's it's purely the 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 reader or the the audience's ability to suspend you know their their disbelief or or to get invested in it and like their level of imagination it's like a movie makes it the easiest because you're you're just physically watching people
1: yeah you're doing but, the
2: least right you're doing the least but when it comes to you know written word in a a book or, you know, a comic or a video game, you know, the narrative, it's like those things also elicit, you know, powerful emotions too. If you, if you meet them all the way, if you, if you're into it, Mm -hmm. you know, it's no different.
1: Yeah. And for, for somebody to say like what you just said, uh, you know, if if somebody's saying like, Oh, Marvel is ill-equipped, it's like, okay. So, so it's a, it's a loop. It's a vicious circle losing loop argument where you're like, okay, well, every Marvel movie is the same. It's all jokes and kids stuff. Uh, that's all they are. And when that's not the case, they shouldn't be doing that because it sucks yeah, anyway.
2: Right, right. It's creating a situation <laughs> where there's no winning because, because like you said, Wade, um, you know, negative reviews just are, are the most interesting for people to read. And, and, yeah. and so, and so you know, dumping on stuff gets people to pay attention. Right. It's like, right. I don't actually want them to do anything
1: yeah,
3: right. Better right. or
2: differently. Right. I'm not complaining because I'm looking for something better. I'm just complaining because that's what I do. It's
0: fine. Yeah. Yeah. Very Terrence, unhappy. Yeah. yeah, it's like I, it just seems like a very unhappy existence. Mm-hmm. Like I try to make it, a, and it's not even and it, the sad part about it is, and I, I'm sorry to make this a little deeper than needs to be. I feel like that's just uh, media in general. Like I've had mm-hmm. this conversation with um friends a million times about how I see these podcasts that do these amazing numbers. And it's like all they're doing is shitting on people. I'm like, is that is that how it that's works it? out? Right. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, is that why I'm failing? I'm like, because if that's the case, then I'll keep failing because I'd rather keep my integrity and not be a be a
2: piece of shit. You mm-hmm. know right. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. Abs- absolutely. No. Yeah. Don't, and uh, don't.
1: And that is that is side note why we're friends right there.
2: Because <laughs> <laughs> you're a genuine
1: awesome dude. That's why.
2: It's hell yeah. Hell yeah. Man. But like, yeah. I mean but don't I just, don't. Don't worry about, about making it realer than, than we have to. We've done it enough times on the our, our full episodes where like it, it just gets kind of real and we're like, hey, you know, it these, happens. These conversations <laughs> need to happen. Let's,
1: happens let's once in a while, that's do. for sure. Yeah. But yeah,
2: absolutely.
1: Um, but that's yeah. that's fandom. You know, I mean people can like stuff, people can hate stuff, it's fine, but it is yeah, it fair. is annoying when things are reduced to these like core components of just dismissible dust and you're like okay that's all there is that's all there is there's nothing else there all right well okay whatever (laughs) right but you know i'm you know i'm psyched that we all enjoyed the show i i was this was a hotly anticipated one um from the very beginning of uh i think disney plus i think because it was announced quite a while ago and it took a
2: a while to come out when that logo yeah. came out, just so goddamn exciting. I just,
1: I just couldn't even contain it, you know. So, all right, so let's talk about the show. Um, yeah. So this this show starts in a way I never would have guessed, which is to play up Stephen Grant, which is one of <laughs> one of the personalities that live inside Mark Spector. Now, Mark Spector, I mean, I don't think you could have found one person. Would have been if you're like, okay, how would you start a moon night show? I don't think one person would have said, I'm gonna start it with Stephen Grant. Like you're (laughs) you're just gonna start with Mark, it's just it's just what you do. So this this show just didn't, and it withheld Mark until the final moments of episode one. And uh, you know, it it really has like just an incredibly intense final act, this this little final sequence in that first episode. Uh, all the action is kind of just there. And uh, we get our first look at Moon Knight very briefly. He pretty much just turns to the camera and it cuts. And that's the end of it. So very, very brief. But um, he, Stephen does get to meet and speak to Mark for the very first time uh, in his life, quote unquote life. And uh, because they were previously, uh, it seems that Mark was aware of Stephen but it did not go both ways. Steven had no idea that he wasn't just himself. Right. So I think that that was a really, really interesting way to start that series. Like there was a lot of weird stuff. There was, there was, there was some comedy. There was a lot of like missing time. Not really sure what's going on. A lot of trippy, weird stuff. Great car chase. I mean,
2: honestly, like such a good scene.
1: Honestly, one of my favorite car chases in a long time, although Hawkeye had a hell of a car chase and yeah, uh, you know. really like a hell of a car chase really my god there was an awesome car chase and all that guy but this this was great with the ice, this had with, a
2: cupcake truck
1: the cupcake right i was gonna say ice cream yeah it's cupcake truck right <laughs> i love that i love that so what yeah. did you what did you guys think let's just go episode by episode there's only six what do you guys think of episode one? Was that as like because it was a little bit of a it, w- it was just a tease. A lot of it was they would mm-hmm. give you stuff and then they would tease you and they would leave you wanting more. Did you, did you like that or was that just frustrating?
2: A little so, bit of economy a, a little bit of Columbine. Yeah, I loved, uh, but I
0: loved it though. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I thought the first episode was was really surprisingly great for having like almost no moon night in it yeah and and i guess i i also think over the course of the show like you know having having enough moon night is you know a a point of contention for for the show Mm -hmm. but it also did a really goddamn good job of making me be happy to watch steven and mark and them just like like the the acting of oscar isaac and just all the situations that he's going through like i i was i was fully invested you know I, i am compelled so Mm -hmm. I am watching this show as much for him as I am also for the inevitable, you know, screen time we get of, of the main, you know, Moon Knight. Uh, But yeah, I I thought that the first episode did a very good job setting up a lot of, you know, WTF atmosphere. Yeah. A lot of questions. Really making it very quickly feel like, okay, well, I might not know a lot about Moon Knight and I might not know where this show is going, but the, 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 the kind of trippiness and, and how uh, you know I don't know it's not accurate but schizophrenic the 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 episode feels um, I I felt like it nailed the it nailed the feel of what I wanted from a Moon Knight show so I was totally totally in um, you yeah. know despite despite you know not really getting to see what we thought we would see
0: yeah another thing I loved about episode one is how they started slowly hinting towards the multiple personalities mm-hmm. and one part that i noticed was the date that yeah. he didn't remember yes and so I, so as i'm watching this i'm like oh okay so one of the other personalities did it. then we find out who mark is and i'm like oh jake was the one who asked her on a date right <laughs> yep yep
2: yeah because yeah, mark just a... does
1: not seem like that guy didn't he
2: right <laughs> he, right and it's like he's clearly not too focused you know, He's not done with his wife, you know. It's like right, that, that, right. that situation we learned later. It's like, right. so it's such a good good show to see subsequent watches of each individual episode afterward. It, I, I, I thought it so. It was
0: fun. And then I, me and Steve talked about this. When he finally became Moon Knight, the, um, the jackal tried to run away. He's like, I don't want no more. I don't want no more. And Stephen was like, oh no, get your ass back here. Get, get, <laughs> right. Get, come back and get these hands. It was was so good because it was, (laughs) it was fun. Like I loved how fun that episode was and then immediately got into like the darkness of it. Like, you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? So it was a perfect way to start it. And like you said, Steve, I would not have started this with Stephen Grant. (laughs) In a million
1: years, not a million years, but there was, there was some serious like emotional moments in that episode too. Like when, when Stephen gets stood up, he thinks he's been stood up. And he's at the steakhouse getting a steak and he's a vegan and he's at a steakhouse and he's just trying to keep his date, having a life. And, uh, and then he realizes that, no, like he's two days late for his date. He he's missed the entire weekend, and it's almost midnight and the kitchen's closing. And he's like, yeah, just the, the scene of him ordering the steak is so fucking good. And it, it, yeah. it hits so hard, and and he's clearly never ordered a steak before. He's a vegan, and he's like, oh yeah, I'll have a steak. Uh, just uh, he's like, oh, what cut would you like? He's like, oh uh, yeah, the best bit, uh, the best bit. And, and like, and then, just give me a steak,
2: <laughs> right? Just give me a steak. <laughs>
1: oh my god, it just. Oh, and then he's like, oh, how would you like it cooked? You know, and he's like, uh, yeah, all real, the way, real good, real good. He's like, oh, well done. He's like, yeah
2: yeah well Right, he gets like a fillet, like he just <laughs> and he just, well does it.
1: I mean, he literally just is so heartbroken, and his world is crashing so hard in on itself.
2: Yeah, that he's yeah. going
1: to have a stake
2: but right, he has he's just no autopiloting idea. He's like, through he's this like, this dialogue. I'll have right? one, he's one like, of these steaks like,
1: that people talk so much about in this rare <laughs> instance, just because that is that is how low I am on skid down Skid Row. Like I, I don't even know what to say. So I don't know. I think that that. And that scene really was one of the better scenes for me. Like I just really just loved that. And I think that that is a good example. Not that I want to turn this into a uh, defending Marvel uh, episode at all, because I, I literally don't care. It's fine. Marvel doesn't need you. It's fine. Like if you want to not like it,
0: <laughs> fine. And you're still going to, it's, gonna go it's go literally fine. Like right. you
1: love your Zack Snyder all you want. It's, it's fine. No problem. But to say that, <laughs> but, but to say that it's all kid stuff is just wrong. Because, because, because of stuff like that. It, like, you know, 8-Bit mentioned it earlier. You know, it, these, these movies, these shows, man, they just make you feel all the time. And I mean, Wade, you said... Constantly. Yeah, you said it, it hit you right, right where it hurt. I mean, like, it hit so close to home. I mean, like, it happens all the time with these Marvel shows and the, and the movies. Like, my God, wh- you know, Spider-Man, like, so many things, like, So many things like I don't ever feel anything resembling an emotion watching a a Zack Snyder film. And and it's not like I don't like them, Hmm. but they don't make me feel anything. Like I don't care about anything. Like it's fine. It's like entertaining. It's fine. But I don't know. I I really think that I think that Marvel does that really well. And you know, it's unfair that, uh, you know, it just, again, we're reducing things to component parts. And it's like, eh, it's just, it's just for kids. Well, you know, I don't know that scene with the steak, him ordering steak, that yeah. wasn't for the kids. That was, that was pretty hard hitting. So I I would applaud the show for moments like that, you know, mm-hmm. um, and just briefly to throw my opinion on this whole thing where y- you're right, Tim, uh, you know, the, the big criticism is that there's not enough Moon Knight and the show's boring. Well, I don't think any of us here think the show is boring. Yeah,
2: definitely not. But
1: no. there was, you know, not a lot of Moon Knight. So would I have preferred more? Yes, I absolutely sure. would have preferred more yeah. Moon Knight. However, Again we're gonna we're weighing what I want versus what I got and just because they aren't the same does it mean I can't like the thing that I got no it doesn't right. mean that because I still think that what they did was a legitimate way of telling a story and i i the thing that it makes me think of if there's Anytime that there's this one thing, sometimes it's just a monster that's on the poster of a horror movie, and it's barely in the movie, and all you want is a stupid monster, uh, and and it, it like shows up at the end for five seconds. Like to me, this goes back to The Bride of Frankenstein, nineteen thirty-five. Okay, so this this was like, you know, everybody everybody knows this movie. It's definitely one of my favorite movies, The Bride of Frankenstein is in The Bride of Frankenstein in one scene. She's at the very end. Uh, she probably has a grand total of a minute screen time. I mean, it's like yeah. nothing. It's like nothing. So, you know, but what it does is it, you know, you go into this movie already knowing that she's in this movie. You know what she looks like. You, you know it's the name of the movie. There's going to be a bride. You, you want to see her. You've already seen the monster. You want to see you want to see the new thing. So you're like in that movie like wanting to see this specific thing and they withhold it. And they withhold it and they they finally deliver it at the very end but they create this like few minutes of screen time that is so precious that like every frame of it is like seared into your brain right Yeah, and and she only has a few shots literally she's just literally just like five or six shots of her in that movie you've seen them all you've seen them all plastered over the internet on t-shirts everywhere you've seen them all so it's it i sort of got that feeling with moon Knight. there's so little that i have it all memorized i feel like every frame of Moon Knight is now seared into my brain because it was so precious. <laughs> so and much I, of it. I wanted it so bad. And when I finally got it, I just drank it in so much. And it just, you know, it almost, it's like, almost like I appreciated it more. Um, it's like and, Jaws. Yes. What's it's like Jaws. It's,
0: it's another great example. Right. And like, and I think the word you use hit it best when you said these moments were precious. That was, I think, the perfect word to describe what it was like finally seeing Moon Knight. And especially that well, we, we can talk about when we get to the last episode. So I won't, I won't get into that now. Okay,
1: well, let's let's keep moving. Obviously, uh, you know, we're, we're this is a crow's nest. We're looking to keep it a little bit short. So uh, let's, episode two continues his uh, his journey. You know, he definitely is still in London. He's still um Uh kind of reeling from the first episode, but we we are introduced to the love interest of the show, who's not really the love interest of the show. She's the female lead. Um, and her name is escaping me. Layla Layla Elfoyer. There you go, Layla.
0: Layla. Um call me call me misogynistic, but she was just she was just a vision to look at.
1: absolutely gorgeous she, she was a delight she was really really yeah uh, she was awesome a, a breath of fresh air casting wise in all ways she and had like an
0: egyptian, the yeah, egyptian character awesome just they absolutely awesome the, they cast an egyptian to do it so stop telling me you can't get representation because there aren't these people out here you can absolutely right.
1: do, you it. Just you just have have do it you just have to want to you right. just
2: have to try <laughs>
1: exactly so we meet Layla, we, you know, we delve a little bit deeper into Mark's story and what's been going on. And then, it, you know, a little bit deeper into the villain of the piece, which is Arthur Harrow played by Ethan Hawke and uh, very disarming scenes with him. You know, you're expecting one thing and they really just turn it on its head and you get to meet this guy and his, his, his cult um they just feel like people and like maybe they're not bad and then you're you know then obviously you change your mind but we also get our first introduction to mr knight and we really get it solidified that okay each personality has his own suit um and we do get to see moon knight kicking some ass albeit briefly at the end it is amazing i love the action oh yeah at the end oh, of even that but like, so.
2: she was but she was
0: protecting him for a little while she's like put the suit on and he was just she was just running and it looked yeah, like so, running summon away. the suit summon the suit and she was just beating the crap out of anybody who got in her way and I'm like yes this is gonna be this is <laughs> this is what Marlene was this is um what they wanted Marlene to be but they just did the I think the cool thing and made her an Egyptian character an Egyptian woman right. and I, it was just like they still kept that badass yeah yeah, no. L- Layla was a great replacement
1: for for Marlene, who's you know the love interest in the comics. And I mean, I think it's interesting that we had. You know, are you guys still there? Yeah, okay. I heard something different with the the connection, and I thought it was too quiet for a second there. Um, so uh, yeah, I mean, I think that they they created this this character that um, you know it didn't make you miss the original lady too much, like. Even if you're a big Marlene fan, like she, this, this character felt like, you know, maybe Marlene's out there too. Maybe she's back in New York too, but this, this was a different part of his life and she was so great and fit so well. And they had such good chemistry uh, throughout it that, I mean, she was just a delight at all times. At no point was I like upset that they created this new character. And again, that might be something that would piss somebody off. Maybe me like oh you're not going to use this character but you're going to create one that's almost the same in some ways and right. clearly should be whatever it's I don't understand but it worked and and she really like i said you know i said oh she's a love interest she really wasn't really i mean i feel like the love interest of the of the of, of the show is himself like it's 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 really a show about self forgiveness and self love and just like totally you know he he had to like he had to heal himself Mm -hmm. steven and mark are like the love to meet
2: himself yeah like like he has to know himself yeah there's so much about himself that he did not did not know or aspects of himself exactly like like for for him
1: to be able to be in a spot to even have a romantic relationship seems ridiculous he's so broken Love, (laughs) love
2: thyself you know it's it's kind of
1: and, you know, we get later on, we, we get to learn how broken he's always been. And uh, it really yeah. is. It is heartbreaking. But um, what do you guys have to say about episode two?
0: Um, I love the introduction of Marlene. I love that we got to see how oh, Layla actually was. Layla, <laughs> Layla. <laughs> there I go. I love right. that we got to see um, the introduction of Layla, and what she yep. could actually do. Mm-hmm. She was more yep. than just the love interest um we got to see more conchu which you know i'll never you'll never hear me complain about it's so great and oh, it's, yeah the one thing i liked was <laughs> the um a lot now i lost my train of thought how like the like you said the cult and all that mm-hmm. and it was just like oh and i'm gonna do this and i'm gonna do that i'm like and i didn't think about it until you said I'm like wow it really was just a cult
2: <laughs> oh yeah. yeah yeah oh big time yeah big time yeah. I, I mean, I, I think that's that's one of the aspects of the episode that I kind of fixated on was like this this kind of introduction of, you know, here's Harrow, here's here's all, you know, the, the disciples of Amit. This is how they live their life. It's nice. We got a farm share. We grow our own plants. Everything's, you know, vegan. They make chili on Wednesdays, like whatever. It's like <laughs> this whole community. And I was like, wow, you know, it's, it is one of the things I love most when even if you hate the bad guys you see them in a different perspective and it's like you yes. know these people are trying to have a community that is built on good values and love and sharing and support and they're just you know they are they are going about it in a way that is not all there you know like they they're they're a, a adoration for amit and how important they place you know judging people who you know has or ever will commit evils and things like that is very blind to the concepts of you know people changing their ways and, and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. But um you know it is really cool to see how how the the bad guys are are doing what they think is right. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. something I I super liked uh to see in this episode. Um and then obviously you know getting getting all of the action that we got felt fantastic in episode two. Mm-hmm. We didn't have to wait for episode four. You know, it's like we got some great fights, some great Moon Knight. We got, you know, we got good stuff. We got the,
1: uh, more of the Jackal.
2: Yeah, the it, Jackal it, came back. which Jackal was, was really
1: cool. I dug cool. the Jackal. I loved I mean, you know, I think the, the one-liners with Stephen Grant, uh, split, oh, yeah. I think they split people. I think some of them some people thought that it was just so goddamn bad. But I will say that most people that I've hear heard talk about it or read talk about it seemed to love him. seemed to be like on board with his goofiness and like Mm -hmm. the you know fight like a butterfly sting like a v my name's steven with a v like it's it's (laughs) just goofy shit but like it really felt like something that character would say yeah so i feel like that's what made it okay he's a big goofball like he's that's not a legitimately funny line that is a dork line he's just a a big he's just a dork like right, he didn't totally land
2: that work. line. Right, it's like you are you are in a way laughing yeah. at him. He didn't and-
0: he didn't land the line. He sold it. Right. Yeah. Oh, then there's the um, psycho Colonel Sanders thing. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's like the little things like that because it, yeah, it, it, that sounds like something Mark Specter would say yeah. because he's like, I'm so annoyed by this. He goes, No, that's not the suit, but you know, but fine, whatever. Mm-hmm. Just do something
1: Just do something. <laughs> do something right. helpful. So, all right, let's let's kind of glaze over three and four. So, three and four, you know, he goes to Egypt, he you know, action stuff happens, they're trying to track down Harrow because Harrow has uh reacquired the thing that's that uh well. It turns out like that Jake is probably the one that really took it from him back in episode one. But yeah, there's this yeah. magic scarab that points to the tomb of Ahmet, which is the god that harrow is trying to resurrect and she's this big freaking crocodile who just basically uh does uh, the same exact plot of minority report where she <laughs> judges people before they commit crimes and punishes them before they can do it so the crimes never actually happen but of course that's like uh kind of a slippery slope there um but also
2: some uh, some psychopaths if you're an anime fan i feel like that anime also was like all about judging people based on before crimes that they are going to commit yeah <laughs> same sort or of thing on, it's like well oh.
0: what was it uh, civil war 2 did the same thing for marvel a few years ago it's a it's a pretty um mm-hmm. uh base trope right right it's interesting.
1: It's interesting because you yeah. can you can explain it one way and it sounds legitimate. And that's what they did to, to Stephen, I think it was. And they're explaining it. They're like, oh, doesn't that sound good? And then, uh, yeah, well, if this person was going to go like shoot this old lady in the head and then we stopped them before they could do it, isn't that great? Because the old lady doesn't get shot in the head. And they're like, oh, yeah, that sounds pretty good when you say it that way. But it's like, wait a minute. It was uh, a baby. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. So so you know some some definitely interesting stuff for me. Um. The the show the show kind of it's it's biggest faults for me personally were some of the uh, some of the pacing stuff. I felt like episode three was really rushed, and I felt like there could have been maybe three episodes, um, instead of one mm-hmm. for for that particular amount of story that they right. crammed into that one. But also the green screen was really iffy. Uh, I think like all the scenes in the day, especially on, in Egypt and when they were on the rooftops and stuff and it's bright, bright sun, it was really, uh, it was really fake looking. And I'm not sure why, because man, I love the CG. I love the suit. Uh, this is not the G- Green Lantern, Ryan Reynolds CG suit. Like the suit looks right. amazing.
0: Right.
1: Oh, right. Uh, I mean, the-, the sky. What's that?
0: The sky. Like that scene and at the end of episode three, yeah, where he was like moving. The oh sky.
1: yes, oh when he moved, the sky it looked amazing. But Khonshu yeah. himself looks amazing. And then at the end, we get to meet, you know, there's we get a we get an Egyptian bird god. Then we get the hippo and the crocodile, and you know what? They are all amazing. They, they look are. so great. I love them, especially especially the freaking the, the freaking hippo. She is just she almost steals the show.
2: I mean, seriously, yeah, to wet
1: it, yeah, so she's awesome. so awesome. But so by the end of episode. By almost the end of episode four, you know. Oh, wait, have... wait,
0: wait, wait. One thing I wanted to say. Yeah. Marley, um, there we go. Marley said her name again. Layla and her mother. <laughs> yes. That's that, the opening, the opening with that and Layla being pissed off and then learning about her family and talking about her dad and, and all this other stuff. Oh, the wait, wait the,
1: the lady making the passport?
0: Yes. I don't think that was her mom. That, I think that, that was her mom. just, that was her mom. They had a whole conversation about how like her and her dad and stuff like this, She called her mom and, and like it was that was her mother. Really? Wow, I didn't read that at all. Okay, I, I... I, mean, I again I could be wrong
1: too. So who knows? But I, I love
0: that scene. I don't think it was, but that
1: about it. that yeah. I mean, they, she definitely knew her dad. I don't I don't think that was her mom, but I don't know. Like you know what? Let's both just watch the episode again. and no harm
0: no harm no
1: fine (laughs) that was a great way you're right she started the episode either way she starts the episode with with Layla she's the first scene and and we learned a lot about her this is one quick scene just she's getting a passport made and uh, we learned like what her deal is what does she do what why she's a badass you know and also more about her dad and stuff so you know for all of episode three and like half or more of episode four we get like the story of them having a crazy egypt adventure you know like this is us like we're in egypt having an adventure and then the show just splits it just the hammer comes down and holy shit so who who wants to talk about what happens at the end of episode four
2: oh god <laughs> i mean i mean the, the end. nobody was expecting
1: four. this that's for sure yeah
2: yeah i mean it is it you know like i said the, the first episode sets up the wtf factor and then you kind of feel like you have a grip on it you kind of feel like you're you're you know you're like okay but I, i'm following the show to an mm-hmm. extent and 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 all is good and then episode four ends and you go oops Maybe I have no idea at all what anything is.
0: Yeah, and I'm like, hold on, and I was like, I was like, there's no way they. my initial thought was, there's no way this ends like this with like, like in general, like Moon Knight, like, like technically not being a person. I was like, Mm -hmm. that that can't happen, and I was kind of proud of that, specifically because that was another one of those Moon Knight um, stories that people loved about him, and again, the idea, like Steve said, about. Is is real? Is this something that happened? Right. Like someone called me. It was like, is it real? I was like, just watch the show. Just watch. The show. <laughs> <laughs> just watch the show. But I'm is not going to anything about. It.
2: Yeah, and it's just it's, like it's a real show. show,
0: right? right. Yes. Like, right. Like you. Yes, you have Disney Plus. Yes, that is a program that is on there.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes,
0: it's real. <laughs> but I love yeah, I mean... the um the craziness of it, and then like, we won. Look, no, you won. We won. I won I was
2: like, damn. <laughs> yeah, I mean, seeing seeing him get get shot and wake up in this porcelain white, like <laughs> unnatural kind of psychiatric hospital, and getting the slow pan over of like the you know, the the room where all the patients get to just kind of like have free time or whatever, and you see the actors that you've seen throughout the entire show and yep. you see all these little references and these nods and things, and you're just slowly going, Oh fuck. No way. Is this, <laughs> is this all just some crazy, you know, fever dream? Like what the hell are we looking I mean, at? Here? That moment was, was sublime. Is this real I life? Truly... Is this
1: just fantasy? Caught in right. a landslide? No
0: escape from reality. It's all in there. <laughs> and the best it part sure about is. it was, they didn't. They didn't make you wait too long
3: to answer the question, right? Right. Before
0: the episode was over, we see Tom It. Hi. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yep. Yep. Hello. And you're like, okay, okay. There's a hippo goddess. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> like, like you know, you could not have asked. Like, there's never been a moment I needed the next episode more than. than oh half. my god! It's like, so, of, so of bad. practically so bad. any show. Holy shit! <laughs> um, man. You know, we're just uh, left no. with our our, our freaking, you know, yep. <laughs> jaws on the floor, like what?
1: A, we- a week of like looking uh. at the same like people posting that same like few seconds of Towerette, just like <laughs> so. Yeah. Fu- Again, it's seared into your brain, seared mm-hmm. in there because it's just so precious. It's so brief, and like you're staring at it and going over it a million times, and it's just so great. Um,
3: And the
0: only thing that could have made it worse is if that scene for if that little clip from WandaVision popped up and it said, please stand by. That's the only thing that could have made that (laughs) that scene even more annoying. That
1: hurt so bad every week. Oh, I know. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So bad. But uh, I I mean, I loved it. But, you know, it's just, oh, she just had to have that next episode. I I loved, you know, a moment I loved so much in episode four was um, when Dr. Harrow is uh, (laughs) explaining (laughs) the pen. And he's like, he's like, well, you know, it's all everything, everything we see, every the real world, our universe, everything is just perception. He's like, so what is this? He's like, well, to me, it's a pen. It's a writing implement. I I will write with it. And that's what it is. But to my dog, it's a chew toy. He's like, we're both right. You know, they're yeah. two totally things different things.
2: Can, things can be used for totally different things and, have and still be yeah. a valid use.
1: Right. And it's, it's just like, wow, you know, is this real? Is the stuff before it real and i i actually found myself really hoping that the like it's it's almost like a guilty i don't really want it but i kind of did you know i yeah. really want moon knight to be real and i want him to go like have adventures with the midnight suns so that's what i really want mm-hmm. with like yeah. mr whitman and blade and shit <clears throat> but like you know but kind of I was like, (laughs) if this really is just a single episode, a single single season show, my god, I want it to all not be real. Like this, go all the way, guys. Go all the way, bad ass. If the whole thing was just a delusion, there is no Moon Knight. He's not really a superhero. He's just some crazy guy. I I totally recognized how ethereal and how surreal the 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 quote unquote uh, asylum was. it didn't feel like a real place at all but yes. my hope my hope was at the time that we were seeing it through the eyes of an unreliable narrator because everything he sees, everything that Mark sees is not quite right. Yeah so that was like how I was explaining it and I was kind of hoping that that was secretly kind of sort of uh, like... Either way, I would have been a little disappointed. It wasn't the other thing. But I'm at the end yeah. of the day, I'm, I'm happy that Moon Knight's real and we can maybe get the Midnight Suns. <laughs> I want to see him
0: fight uh, Werewolf by Night
1: now. Uh, I
0: hope that because I know Werewolf oh, by yeah. Night. I think the, project's supposed, the project is supposed to come out this year around Halloween. Yeah, so if, if so... Moon
1: Knight doesn't show up in that, I, I will straight up be pissed. There's no reason oh, yeah. not to.
2: He has now, Is that going to gonna be a movie or is that going to be a show?
1: It's a special. Ah. What does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> No one knows what it means. No uh, so idea. Okay, okay that's fair. Like a short movie? I don't know.
2: A two-hour live television event with guest like, stars from right, Jefferson it would, Starship? Like yeah, I, hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so.
1: I hope so because they're all because James Gunn is also doing the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special as a nod to the Star Wars holiday special. That's awesome.
2: Okay, but yeah, this I don't is know we'll know.
1: We'll this see. is Halloween. But anyway, so then we get. You know, episode episode four ends in the asylum. Episode five, basically, the whole thing takes place in the asylum and also in their memories of the past. and And Wade, let you take this one. This is the episode that hit you so hard. So, uh, you want you want to talk about the emotional
0: roller coaster of Mark Spector? That's Mm. basically the best way to talk about it. Mm. Like seeing all the things that happened to him as a child, his mother just blaming him for not even for days or weeks or even months years like we see one birthday and And the the rest of her life literally the rest of her life and how it affected him like he ended up leaving the house and his father wasn't he wasn't mad at his father he was disappointed like he's like you never stopped this from happening so i have to go right and like that's a that is a deep concept of a son who just who just knows that this is just not a place that he can be in mm. like and then like for a mother like what is she going through and if we want to be completely honest about it, what kind of trauma did she go through to make her react the way she did like that? because that's still right. our uh Mark is still her it's still her son mm, but did right. something happen to her in her life that made her feel this way and made it look made her made her feel that this was an intentional thing Exactly. There's a there's so much that could be that could be discussed about this, and then I again at the end of it when Stephen sacrifices himself for Mark, I thought that was beautiful. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it was it was just some it was it it was a, it was fi- it was like it was Mark finally coming to terms with not being the the main personality, and while it hurt him at first, he, he before he you know, try to sacrifice himself, he embraced the fact that like I may not be the main personality, but I'm still real. Mm-hmm. Yep, and I'm I no less that was, valid.
2: You know, I'm yep. still a valid part of this. I'm still a valid personality. I'm just maybe not the one. You know, always driving. And, yeah, and and think
0: about how deep that is. Like, just for people who don't think that they are valid because yeah. they may not be, and I'm not talking about on a mental. Well, yes, on a mental health level, people may think to themselves like I'm not what I want to be or what I should be because I have these afflictions in my body. And then, right. you know, you may look at that and go, well, I may not be this, but I'm still a real person. And I think that's, again, to the deepness of certain things, like you can find inspiration wherever you can, wherever you need to. And I think that was an important lesson for Mark to, no, for, for Stephen with a V to understand that he, <laughs> that, he, like, <laughs> that he was a person. He was, he was a person and he did matter. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, and and that's and and that's just like so powerful that he, that Stephen was was Mark's kind of coping mechanism, <clears throat> and then you know S- Stephen kind of gave himself and, and sacrificed himself to save Mark in that moment. It's just it speaks volumes for mm-hmm. for you know the relationship and the growth of of them as a you know as a, a single body. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, you know, it's like that, that whole – the way the episode ends, again, leaves you just kind of, like, in a state of disbelief. And and I, I feel like I have a hard time with episodes like that because I do see those moments. But I, I tend to see through them a lot where I'm just like, yeah, but, but Stephen's not gone,
3: mm-hmm. right?
2: Like Like, it takes, for me, like – Like there has to be quite a a bit of time to go by before I really start to buy into certain, you know, certain things narratively that that are are being told to me. But like the the gesture still, you know, is is not not in any way affected by that.
0: You were better than me because I thought he was done. I was like, all right, well, Mark's dead. That's one personality gone. He'll pick up another one.
2: And I, and, and, and that's that's also valid though right because it's like oh well you know maybe maybe they just a new personality comes comes to the forefront and that a hundred percent could have happened but i was just like i don't know i don't think steven can be gone i don't know like i i feel like i would be very disappointed if that was the way it went but you know yeah
1: i i'm with you yeah i i really uh i, I wasn't worried about steven at all and uh i did see people online say that like they cried you know i did um so, yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah. shit, like it literally, you know, it, it is amazing when a movie or a show or anything can can, you know, be that moving. Yeah. Um, but I mean,
2: it's like even through the whole show so intensely like.
1: He, you know, he like is all, he, all of his goofiness yeah, and nerdiness, yeah. and stuff.
2: It's like you just like like him so much. You
1: can't help it, you feel bad for him, and then you're like, you know what, he's just a nice guy, he's just a big dork. Right. And, and,
2: the, and the shitty lady at the <laughs> museum who's just being a pain in the ass, Donna, would you just, would you just, <laughs> would you just <laughs> let <laughs> Steven just have this job, you jerk? He's
0: like, the worst. I know. Uh, yeah. hey, J- hey, Jeremy, still sleeping. <laughs> still sleeping.
1: Uh it's actually so crushing, actually, really, but uh right. um oh my god, that's a good impression. <laughs> so, like oh, uh, we, we get this this ending uh where Mark ends up in the most boring heaven that there ever was, which is just an endless field of of wheat, of reeds. Right. of reeds. And it's just like, oh my god, he's trapped in that sting video for all time. Um <laughs> And I just there's not there's there's like Christian music
0: playing like I don't I don't want to be there like there isn't even
2: frozen yogurt here like right oh (laughs) this
0: this not even this isn't even the good place yeah it's not even the good place dude I would
1: take (laughs) I would take the bad place over this at least something's gonna happen (laughs) I mean sure they're gonna flatten my penis every day with a big hammer but I mean hey at least it's at least I'm getting action you know I mean what the hell something's happening (laughs) the freaking field of reeds. You can keep it, uh, hippo lady. But anyway, so the uh, the next episode is the last episode, and of course, it turns into this just mega battle of every possible thing you could ever want to happen in my opinion i was so fulfilled i loved it so much as i a, was
2: not prepared for how fulfilled i was i mean by episode as six. a fan was, uh, oh as a
1: fan of moon Knight, as somebody who i'm dying to see more moon Knight on screen i'm dying i love conchu i'm dying to know whether or not are they gonna give us the crocodile lady or not are we gonna see amit or, or not like all this stuff you know culminates and we get like a fucking not only do we get a shitload of moon Knight. We get a fucking kaiju battle of two Egyptian gods duking it out on top of the freaking pyramids, pyramid of Giza. And then what else do we get? We get, we get fucking Layla gets turned into her own avatar superhero with these
0: badass wings, man. I mean, she gets to be the.
2: Damn.
1: And it's like it, we love Towerette. She's great. She's just so great. The hippo lady. Hi! She's so great. And <laughs> and it's like, oh, yes, who wouldn't want to be her avatar? Like Conchu's a fucking like grim bastard. Like, I don't trust him as far as I could throw him. But like Towerette's just a delight. Like, I would be your avatar, like now like anytime you just, you just ask
2: right right anyhow. and
1: and she's just so great um and i also just small thing but i loved how she was able to she's able to talk to you like through dead people so like yeah. corpses yeah. will just animate and they'll be like Love hi that. but but it's like the it's the hippo lady's voice so they're like oh hi don't i know this is weird but you know it's okay no big deal um just kind of great but so we got like tons of action of this Unexpected, you know, Scarlet Scarab is is the character that they're referring to from yeah. the comics. They didn't use that name in the show, as far as we know. It's just Layla, but um, she was amazingly great. And mm-hmm. really, it's interesting because the um the director of most of the episodes, the Egyptian guy uh, Talib, I think is his, is uh, his name. He really really came out and said he really didn't like wonder woman uh 1984 and he specifically hates the way that egypt is never portrayed correctly in oh Diop, Diop. okay muhammad Mm Diop. so i got it totally wrong but anyway sometimes we talk out of our ass that's what we do here on retro documents but you're not here to question us it's fine we're on this side of the microphone so but the, 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 point, the point is that he really bitched about Wonder Woman and the depiction of Egypt and all this stuff. And holy shit, with that version of Scarlet Scarab, it really felt like this was his, like, this is, I'm going to do Wonder Woman too. <laughs> like, I mean, it really felt that way. It's like, you know, because she got the, like the gold armor in the second movie. And, yep. and it just felt like, mm, this is, I'm going to do it a million times better. And it's just going to be in like the second half of the last episode of my moon night show.
0: <laughs> like hold my this beer was directly a shot at that. Like, yeah, yeah. she. it was direct, a direct mm-hmm. shot at that. Yeah. Can I just, my favorite part of the actual series came in the final episode. And it's a personal favorite when Layla sees that young woman. Oh yeah. And she goes, are you an Egyptian superhero? And she says, yes. The right. fact that it was done, it was both done in Arabic. The fact that it was, something that probably made this little girl proud. And yeah. it also said to me, we're going to get Layla in the Marvel comic books universe. She's going to become a character specifically from that one scene. I think they built this one scene specifically for Marvel, for them to go, Hey, make her a character.
2: Yeah. Right. We have a superhero too. Now we have, we have, we have one of you too. Now yeah. like that, that was, so that was such a cool, cool moment.
1: That was yeah. so great. That was like the personification of why, representation matters that was like Bingo. literally all encapsulated into one moment this little girl sees this woman and she's like are you an Egyptian?" like of all the things that she's has to worry about in that moment when like right right there's a like, lot of
2: shit going down there's
1: you know kaiju gods fighting right over there and like <laughs> you know cars are being thrown and she almost died and like through all that she's like are you an Egyptian superhero? Like you got one question, go. Are you an Egyptian superhero? <laughs> so great, and that definitely
0: changed her. And that that moment changes fictional characters' life for the better. And I'm a thousand percent sure that there is some Egyptian kid or just some kid in general who saw that and go and went, I can do this too. I can create these characters now, right? And like not even just on a fictional uh, level, but there are going to be people who see this and go, if. If Muhammadiyah, Muhammadiyah can make these characters, why can't I?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can make my right. own, you know, my story, my culture, my heritage mm. is valid. Mm-hmm. I can do these things too. You know, I, you know the, the creators out there who want to create something that reflects themselves, but maybe don't have the courage to do so. Yeah, and I yes. think that is something that is, is being encouraged more and more these days, which is great. Yeah,
0: damn Marvel for being such a kiddie programming show. you are <laughs> only for
2: children. <laughs> it's just all laughs and jokes.
0: one-liners. That's
1: all it is—stupid jokes. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, Mark, you and I have uh, Wade. I'm sorry again, <laughs> fucked up. Same shit again, Wade, <laughs> sir. I'm just gonna call you sir, sir, sir. <laughs> uh, we've talked many times about you know our feelings about. Uh, And I think, I think for the most part, we agree uh, when somebody is cast in a, when they cast somebody who's a different race than the the character originally was. Um, And I think that, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think we kind of both feel that like, it's kind of just lazy, right? Like you can make up your own new characters. Yes. Anytime. Anytime. There is no reason to have a black Clark Kent you can make up what's what's the what's the what's the black superman
0: uh it's like it's like uh hold on i know his name too i love
1: his costume i I like love i think it's
2: i've never
1: seen
0: it's calvin ellis
1: okay he like he's a new character great so you like you you took a little bit of the old yes he's like a superman guy but how many supermans there's tons of supermans there's tons of batmans like okay you know we have like batwing you know fine he's a new character like just do that there's no reason to make clark kent a black guy or an asian guy or you know an egyptian yeah. guy make up new fucking characters there's room mm-hmm. there's always going to be room right. just make up new characters that's all you need to do and miles morales miles morales. Perfect example perfect yeah. example yep absolutely absolutely and i mean people love miles morales and i i i think that the people who loved the show loved Layla. so Mm -hmm. it's just a really it's really great to see another example of that of like okay representation but for all the people who always cry and whine about like representation being weaponized and crammed down our throats okay it's a it's a new character Okay, it's a new character. They just made a new character and she's fucking awesome. So, what's mm-hmm. your problem here? What is your actual problem? If you have a problem, please tell me what it is. Because it's not that they're cramming anything down anybody's throat. They just made an awesome new character. She fit the story. She fit the story way more than a white lady from freaking New York would have fit in this situation. It makes way more sense that she that he would have met her globe trotting and then they tied it in with her. Her dad was the the archaeologists and all this—I don't know—it just is great. I—I I applaud them for for that character. I applaud them for a lot of stuff with this show, for sure.
2: Yeah, I—I I also think that with Layla, you know, throughout the whole show, they did a great job of not leaning into a romance aspect. Like mm-hmm. we understand, yeah. they're they're you know, Mark and Layla are married, okay? Right. Stephen is meeting Layla as like a friend, a confidant, you know, somebody that he can talk to, and you know, just ends up kind of having this like a friendship with her, but it at no point was she used as you know uh, as a love interest because it's like the relationship was established and and now you're kind of just seeing Layla in her element for her own knowledge for her own strengths and and having her play off of Steven and Mark throughout the whole the whole show is really interesting. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean getting her to have that moment at the end was fantastic and not something i i in any way expected you know Mm. i was no way like oh she's definitely going to get an avatar or anything like that but it just goes to make her character that much better and that much stronger like these strong female characters are are just everything they're so valuable you know it is and it's not that she's not an attractive woman it's not like the only way that you can make a strong female character is if you downplay their attractiveness it's like no you can you can have it all you know but you don't have to Mm -hmm. make the whole point of her to be the love interest like she's Mm -hmm. just on this journey too and you know there's a lot that she's finding out and learning about and everything all along the way and discovering that you know her father died died in the way that he did and you know that yeah. that to me is is awesome that is a good written character that's a character i care about you know mm-hmm. really done a good 100%. job 100 she like, wasn't that just
0: is... arm candy or eye candy she was Don't, daily character and it was a, it was a fucking warrior mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: it was a total freaking yep. warrior
1: yeah i mean absolutely really one of the triumphs of the show i think is is the creation of layla for sure um but we haven't, we haven't said his name yet, but uh, F. Marie Abraham as the voice of Conchu was just chef's kiss. Mm-hmm. So amazingly perfect. I love... Worm!
2: <laughs> oh, it's the stupid one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it's the stupid one. <laughs> Put Mark back in chill.
1: <laughs> so great i loved him so much he yeah. was such he was such a badass he was a. Uh, he was and then he's just straight pimping at the end i mean like <laughs> so great and what we you like, know i mean like the the last the last scene oh, yeah. it was only one extra credit scene and the very end of the last episode and it was so worth it so so yeah. so fun but yeah. um yeah, so any, uh, you know, we've been here for a while. I think we can wrap it up. Any final thoughts, anything you guys uh, wanted to cover that we didn't get to cover? Now's the time to say it.
0: Just real quick, I loved that Arthur Harrow got exactly what he wanted, exactly what he deserved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And my favorite part about it was when he was sitting there, when Conchie was talking, he was just kind of like, yeah, yeah, blah, blah, blah.
3: Until
0: mm-hmm. t- 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 he turned around and had a gun in his face. Mm-hmm. and Look, I'm a heterosexual man. But when Jake Lockley turned around and started speaking Spanish, shivers.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Good shit. Good shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I adored, um, you know, the amount of kaiju stuff that we got in that last episode. I mean, that's like <laughs> just one of my favorite things ever. I just love big, dumb yes. monsters. Yes. And, uh, and the monsters in this were not dumb at all. They were fucking awesome. Amit um, was Beautifully realized. Oh my Such God. a oh, hell, phenomenal yes. design in her Ugh. voice act. Oh my gosh. I we mean, love, the actress who played yeah. Amit, I, I'm sorry, I don't know. I don't know uh, who did the voice of Amit, but she was powerful as shit.
0: Uh, I mean, May Whitman.
2: May Whitman. No,
0: absolutely. no, no, no. No, no, wait, that's wrong. That's
2: wrong. Right, that's, May. May. <laughs> yeah, May,
0: May Whitman is... is not
1: it in the show. She is, she, no, no, she's, she's not in the show. She is an actress. She's in Good Girls and lots of other stuff. Uh, it is Dr. May Whitman is Bland Veal.
2: Bland Veal.
1: <laughs> well, that was, that was, uh, how I was introduced to her.
2: Yes. Okay. okay. I'm
1: just gonna, I'm just gonna leave it there. Those, okay. if, if you know, you know.
2: Okay. Um, so Amma is voiced by uh, a, a actress from Jordan, um, and her name is Saba Mubarak. Okay. Uh, and her her performance was powerful as loved shit. It. I'm sure there's a lot yeah. of you know processing loved and it. things like that to affect the uh, the voice, but oh my
1: god, yeah, I know I loved so it. So
2: badass, so <laughs> goddamn cool, and all the mummy really wraps and everything. Oh my god. <laughs> yes super super
1: quick on amit um i loved how they like she's she's got the head of a crocodile and yet she was able to like enunciate all the all the english words like so it actually (laughs) looked like she was speaking and all i could think about was remember when uh the first andrew garfield amazing spider-man movie came out and they're like well we had to give the lizard a, a, a short snout because if we made him look like the actual lizard in the comic books, it would never look right when he was speaking. And there'd be no way for it to look right. So he would just be like very puppet-like, like open close, open clothes. And we don't want that. We wanted him to really be expressive and all this stuff. And I'm like, uh uh, clearly you could have done it.
0: <laughs> right? My favorite but- part about when I hear thing- when I hear things like that, I'm like, it's a giant talking lizard. I don't think anybody's worried about the aesthetics of a giant talking lizard. Right.
2: Right. Right. Like we only have like, you know, our, our creature biologists, like, you know, our, 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 our Terrell Whitlatches, you know, like, you know, <laughs> we, we love, we love Terrell, do. Um, you know, trying to bring realism to creatures and things. But, you know, at the end of the day, you go, hey, what are we doing here? We have a giant, <laughs> you know, 60 foot tall talking, you know, gator creature like just they can just fucking say whatever words it's fine <laughs> <laughs> like it doesn't yeah. matter it's just you, funny like the muppets right the muppets all, don't enunciate all
1: but it did she did she like it was amazing like every bit of that snout like had all this expressive
2: like extra you know like kinda, yeah and it just she lip, said the lip, words. lip curling
1: yeah she said the actual words yes. that she was saying it was insane it was awesome um i also yeah. want to just mention real quick uh a comparison that i made All along um as i was watching it was um that it reminded me of how i felt while i was watching lost originally now lost um ended up being a piece of shit but um it was a lot of fun to watch before you realize that they had nothing to say and had no idea what any of the questions were going to be answered before they like two minutes before they gave the answer like you know the 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 idea that there's a lot of questions, there's a lot going on, you don't know, and you're, there's a lot of mysteries, and they're fascinating mysteries. They're all different stuff. And it's it's it was a lot of fun to theorize what was going on in Lost and what the island was and what the smoke monster was and and what these bases, these underground, you know, Dharma stations were, and all this stuff. And you know, I think that with Lost, it went on too long. And they just had way more questions than they could ever possibly answer. They were just like, yep, more questions. Let, yep. Let's keep, keep just as many mysteries you, as you can pile on. Give me a dump truck. Oh, you got a dump truck of uh, mysteries. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> yep. Yep. Right here. Beep. Beep. Yep. Just right here on the silence. Just dump it right here. Yep. Uh, yep. All over the, yeah. Just pile it on top of the old mysteries. Just, just, yeah. Just cover them all up. Yeah, no, it's fine. And uh, that's how Lost just kind of operated and how it lost People, as uh-huh. you know, you you can't care when there's that much. You're like, okay, but come on, you have to satisfy me on some level at some point, but nothing was ever satisfying with lost. But with Moon Knight, it was, you know, I mean, it was only six episodes, so they planned it all out. It really felt like one long thing, and uh, it really had some very, very fascinating things that you were dying to know about. And yes there are things that did not get answered. There are, you know, we did not see who was in that red sarcophagus in episode four. Now you assume that it has to be Jake, but you know, they didn't, they didn't answer that. There's, there's stuff, you know, every time he blocked, he blacked out, we assumed that he was switching to Mark. We now know, no, he was probably switching to Jake, um, which means that, um, not only if so if jake has his own moon knight costume which i believe he does and the costume designer uh actually came out and said that her idea was what i was hoping for which i shared with both of you guys that the jake costume would be the one that had the black worked in throughout you know the the, face the the face was the face was black and the legs were black and and stuff like that i think that needs to be the jake suit that's just the other moon knight look you know, use it why not use mm-hmm. it but anyway if uh if he was switching to jake guess what arthur harrow saw that costume guess who else saw it layla
2: right she right, saw it she was ep- standing there looking at she him She saw it in like, episode three she's happened? like what was that yeah. so
1: when she so think of it that way when she when she you know, when Mark comes to and he looks over and she's like, What the hell was that? Imagine her saying, What the hell was that after seeing Jake's costume? It yeah. paints a whole new, you know, paint job on things. And, and like, there's a lot of stuff like that that I think makes everything fun. Whereas Lost felt hollow. It's like, Oh, nothing meant to anything. It's all bullshit. Who cares? You were just trying to keep us watching every week. But this, it's like no no things were withheld in the same way that things were withheld in that first amazing Spider-Man movie like Spider-Man never caught the guy that killed Uncle Ben you know like I was really invested in the guy with the star tattoo I actually wanted to wanted to see who that was and yeah. it's like oh no they'll get there it's like oh no they 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 never do but that's not the fault of the storytelling that's the fault of the studio but this in this case like you know you left you left us with enough that I absolutely am on the hook. I can't wait to see more of this character. I hope we, I hope we learn stuff, and I hope that in that first episode when he first got the, the cell phone, when he's scrolling through all the missed calls of Layla, oh
0: and then my there was god,
1: Can we... one Duchamp. missed call that was Duchamp, and yep. you know that's that's his like best buddy Frenchie from the comics, and like please please show us Duchamp. Please let's right, right. Let,
2: get him in there.
1: Get him in there. Get Bushman in there. We we those two characters just had just fleeting references. They got it into the episode. I was actually hoping that Jake would be um revealed earlier in the episode, and that we would see his third costume in that final episode, and that, that that the extra scene at the end was going to feature Duchamp. I was really hoping that we were going to get somebody really cool that we would never expect some French actor um, as Duchamp. I, I thought, I thought that would be just so cool, but um, I hope, I hope he ends up being in it at some point because I believe that they got to do a, a season two. It seems like Oscar Isaac's on board. seems like the director's on board and it's just a matter of will Marvel green light it or not.
0: Well, it was funny because one of the, um, what the website I write for pointed out that originally the thing on Marvel said um series series finale but when but when season two was um when the season finale was coming out it went from series finale to season finale
1: ah there you go there you go hey well you know uh we we've done it i think we've uh talked a lot of moon night and uh before we get out of here uh wade mark Wade, whichever personality you uh you got going uh driving the wheel right now. Uh maybe it's Hulk. I don't know if Hulk's in charge right now.
0: There is no there is no Wade, only Conchu. <laughs> uh
1: why don't you tell the listeners um where they can read your stuff and what website you write for and anything else you want to promo,
0: please please do so. Uh, you can find actually the easiest way to find the stuff that I write for the comic book stuff you can just google BAM, SMACK, PAL, and M-A-R-K my articles will come up I'll be the first one on there that's where I write all my comic book stuff you can look up oldmanaway.com for some other random writing things that I do with me and my co-host Super Bowl Hobby you can find the podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts except for SoundCloud the name of the show is the Old Man Wade Show. Uh, also coming up this week. Uh, new podcast starring me, my mom, starring myself, Super World Cave, and our buddy Brandon card not Brandon, not powerful Brandon. Um, called Bald Black Nerds. That'll be starting this week. And I think that's it. Oh no, you can find me on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter at Old Man Nice. Yeah,
1: awesome. Old Man Wade Show is a great program. We had you and Superwave, Super, Wave, Super Bowl on the show last season, uh, we were all talking about Eddie Murphy. It was the uh, our yep, King of yep. Zamunda episode. We all talked about various Eddie Murphy movies, and that was a super fun episode. So if you, uh, you you are so inclined, listening audience retroids, uh, and you missed that episode? Please go back in the annals of history. You won't, you don't have to go too far back to the King of Zamunda with um, Old Man Wade and Supa Woke Javi. That was a really fun episode. I love that one. Um it was well uh guys thank you for coming on this was a really fun discussion i'm glad we got to talk about something modern for once and not just you know not all yeah. retro um we were just you know such fans that we just wanted to have a conversation anyway and it's like you know what screw it let's just do a crow's nest <laughs> whatever it's fine (laughs) it'll be cathartic it'll be fun maybe somebody else will enjoy listening to it i hope certainly that you guys have enjoyed listening to it and uh without further ado we will get out of your hair so uh please uh you know go and buy some deadly grounds coffee i mean for the love of god just buy the coffee if you're a fan of coffee and you like to drink it then Deadly Grounds coffee (laughs) is the perfect coffee for you because not only is it coffee, but you can drink it. (gasps) That's what I have to say about Mm -hmm. that. Oh, and it's delicious. So please, please do that. Uh, And check out the dorkening.com. There are 40 plus shows on the dorkening right now. And it's just an amazing network of an amazing bunch of people that we just Happen to be a part of, and it's uh, it's always amazing to me how big that community is growing. It's just leaps and bounds, absolutely ridiculous. So I have been your host. My name is Parasite Steve. Until the next time, guys. Please, uh, you know, look up to the moon. If you hear it talk to you, just keep walking. Just don't just even. Keep on. Just keep. Just keep walking. Just look down. Honestly, it's not going to tell you anything good. Uh, it probably There's just it's probably it's probably old man wade who's shouting from the bathroom <laughs> that's probably what it is so you don't need to hear any of that shit so just just keep walking
0: I was gonna yell out. Listen to me, worm. You, you need Deadly Grounds coffee. <laughs>
1: I'll see if I can like edit that back in. Like I'll I'll take that little bit. And
3: I'll
2: see I if do kind of can... like the joke. And I'll give you like of... some
1: some reverb, something really good.
2: It's actually just this old will... man Wade yelling at you from the bathroom. That's all. <laughs>